The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Go out there and beat everything I have on the floor. I'm a hustle, and that's just what it is. Oh, are you serious? They need one of those theft devices with Marcus up there. Man, life comes at you fast, uh, or as they say uh, sarcastically on Twitter, that aged well. Uh, that was a highlight video that the Celtics put out yesterday morning. And last night, Marcus Smart became a former Boston Celtic by way of a three-team trade involving the Grizzlies. He is now a member of the Grizzlies. Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, comes to Boston uh, from the Wizards. Um, and, Michael, I'll tell you what, man, like, my feed item for this, because it's funny, like I was thinking back, man, I ain't checked for Chris Stapps Porzingis in a while, quite honestly, because uh, he was with the Wizards most recently. Uh, sorry. Uh, so I, I can't say I, I, you know, I, I followed Chris Stapps Porzingis closely right. uh, like I did when he was the unicorn, uh, you know, and, and Phil Jackson controversially at the time took him fourth overall. And I used to put all for Chris Stapps Porzingis. I love him as a prospect. I was surprised to see what kind right? of season he had. I, honestly, I was surprised to see what kind of season he okay. had. Okay. Because I wasn't paying Okay. I wasn't so paying I'm not attention. alone. All right, I'm not <laughs> no. alone. Okay. I'm like, but what? he's I'm really. Like, he, <laughs> but even, but if you dive even deeper, if you dive even deeper into the analytics, he is really effing good. Okay, like he's really good, yeah. and I mean, he he improves the Celtics in areas that they needed help, like in terms of getting a, a stretch big, another stretch big, you know, uh, rim protection. Uh, you know, I mean, he just he brings a lot to the table. Obviously, I think he made thirty eight and a half percent of his threes last year. And now, yep, you, and right. now they get him to be a now they get him to be a third offensive option, right? Like that was as the Wizards' number one option. Think about all the wide open shots he'll get in Boston. So on paper, this looks incredible. Getting a twenty three point per game score, who's twenty eight years old, expiring contract. I mean, more flexibility to get the picks. This is a very this is a Brad Stevens, another Brad Stevens, genius trade. However. And this is, this is why I love this story. And this is why I wanted to start here with you. Not just because, you know, you know all things Celtics. It's, it's your backyard. Um, but this is like that, this is that quintessential numbers and analytics and intangibles conversation. Are they really better? Having given up the heart and soul of their team, a guy that they made the playoffs with, all nine years, and this was an amazing stat that I read today that, I, that, that, that blew my mind. Not only did they make the playoffs all nine of his seasons, 
in all nine seasons, they were never outscored per possession with Marcus Smart on the court. Like, this is Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, so it's like, on paper, I think they're better, more talented, but they lose in the heartbeat of a team which does need some tweaking. I just don't know that people like me thought that the tweaking was going to involve their emotional leader. Yeah, well, I, I like the way you said it the last time. Okay, you said you just you said two things. One I agree with, one I disagree with. One you said he's a heart and okay. soul of the team. I don't agree with that. No. Uh, well, wait, oh, is that, is that Horford and Hemsworth? Is that Hor- wait? Is Hemsworth. that Horford or somebody else? Who is that? Who would you say he is if it's not That's him? I, look, I, I usually go with the I usually go with the most talented guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The heart and soul team, like heart heart and soul, is a lot. Okay. Okay. Now, I'll give you. You said emotional leader, no question. He's their emotional okay. leader, and they're gonna need they're gonna need to find it. Um, and that's really there's nobody like that on the roster right now that we know of. You know, maybe, maybe that's maybe people Derek step White up into that. who becomes their who's their starting point guard now, or or maybe it's Jason Tatum that's never really been his role, but maybe he leans into his leadership more. Same thing with um, Jalen Brown. But I'll tell you, Michael. As you know, I've covered the Celtics and observed the Celtics for a long time. And mm-hmm. all those things you say about Mike and Smack are true. But this is also true. And all my time watching the Celtics, the two most polarizing guys I've covered are number one, Antoine Walker, <laughs> and number two, Marcus Smart. Okay, two, Twan two was just a, by the, guys. Hey, real, real quick on Twan. Twan was just ahead of his time. He was like, yeah, in yeah, a few right. years, all y'all gonna be shooting right. threes. Like, real quick on him, real quick on him. So I covered him, and he would be like, "Hey, man, what's up?" One of his famous lines because like people, he was a six nine guy. You know, y'all don't right. know. He was a six nine right. guy who people kept saying, "Go inside, Kentucky. What you doing? Yeah, yeah. go down yeah. there, go downside." And he take threes. So after taking mm-hmm. a number of threes, hundreds take, of them, he took. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he took <laughs> like hundreds. It was. It of was bad. But so for those days, of, it was like wow. <laughs> anyway, so one reporter asked him famously, "Hey man, why you take so many threes? He said, "Cause I can't take fours." Okay, that's what I do. That's a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. Cause I can't take fours. Ain't that the truth? You know. Oh, oh he man. used to let him fly. So, okay. so yeah. he was. So and, him and Marcus. And, and I, I used to. I used to say, look, if you're over thirty, like, like, that, that old war slogan, never trust anybody over thirty. If you're over thirty, you didn't like Antoine Walker. Under thirty, you probably rode for him. Marcus Smart mm-hmm. is a guy. If you look on paper, Michael, look at his shooting percentage is not great. I think he's barely a forty percent, forty percent shooter for his career, and he's never made an All Star team. And you look at him and you say, okay, what's the big deal? You got to be there uh, for Marcus mm-hmm. Smart. And and look, mm-hmm. a lot of people felt like he overstated his importance or overinflated his importance. He forced himself into a big three that should have been a big two. But I know, I look, I got on board because when I first saw Marcus Smart, I was like some of the haters or some of the critics. Yeah. Just because you disagree doesn't make you a hater. But I was like some of the critics looking at him saying, okay, uh, he doesn't shoot it all that well. He's not really a point guard. He's not really a two. Doesn't really have a position. 
but this is a guy who would put himself on the floor in a minute. This is a guy who didn't necessarily need it. Now he'd take a shot, but he didn't need to shoot to affect the game. And I saw him do some incredible things without even shooting the basketball. So look, he'll be missed. I think you need a guy like that. You need you need that dude. Everybody needs that dude on a championship team. So the Celtics are going to have to find it either within one of the players on the roster or go out and get somebody who approximates Marcus Smart. No, I'm with you. And that's like it feels kind of counterintuitive. Like it's a big move. It's, it's, this, so this is the Celtics big move. I, 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 I was one of those people, as you know, after they lost game seven, I'm like, you know, break up the Jays, get Jalen Brown up out of here. Um, you, uh, if I recall correctly, you kept saying they just need to grow up. So the counterintuitive, the counterintuitive part to me is, so you need to grow up and you get rid of your longest tenured player, you know, <laughs> probably your most mature player, if you will. It just, it just didn't, it felt like, oh, so your answer to, for growing up is to get rid of Marcus Smart? Like, no. Um, but I do like the Porzingis addition the more I think about it. Like, now, Boston seems to be the bigger story, uh, at least, I guess, for us, given our connection to Boston. And, and, and they got the best player in the trade in terms of Chris Stapp's Porzingis, in terms of his talent, his versatility, uh, his right, age, right. so on and so, 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 so on and so forth. Memphis might have got the best fit. Uh, and I think Chris Stapp will fit well in Boston. He's a great fit. But Jaron Jackson and Marcus Smart on defense? Sign yeah. me up for that in Memphis. Like, I, I feel like if, if there was another place for Marcus Smart to go and be as beloved as he was in Boston, it's, it's, it's in the grindhouse in Memphis. Yeah, man. He's, I, ex- I love he's exactly what they need. He's they're talking about Boston needing maturity. If anybody needs maturity, it's the freaking Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> and, and, Bo- <laughs> and, and, right. and Marcus Smart is exactly what they need. And what was that? What, what was that whole team will fight you? Hold on, that, that whole team gonna fight you. Think about it. all that oh, off the court. Right. That whole team will fight yeah. you. Stephen Adams, exactly. Marcus Smart. <laughs> this is Zach Randolph Grizzlies yeah. all over again. <laughs> it ain't that. It ain't that one person you call. It's like it's a group you call. Hey man, I was running into some trouble. Right, let's go. Let's go. Everybody, right. everybody, oh. let, let's, let's oh, go. Who, who, who's we, car? Who's car we taking from the town? Who's car yeah, we yeah. taking? That's right. Yeah. Let, let's go. But what, what's that quote? I know you got you got the quote from Black Panther, the King. Any man who hasn't prepared his son, what, what, what's, what's the quote? Who hasn't prepared oh, his son for leadership? Has not a good, yeah, yeah. Well, well. Anyway, when you said it's time, for, we'll get the quote just right. But uh, when he went to the when he when he was going down to be Black yeah. Panther, and he, he this was T'Chaka. Yeah, yeah, King yeah. T'Chaka in the afterlife. Yeah, King T'Chaka to T'Challa. Say, hey, yeah, yeah. if I haven't prepared you, if I haven't prepared you to lead, essentially, I haven't done my job. Right. And so, yes, when I said the Celtics need to grow up, maybe Brad Stevens uh, is, is King T'Chaka saying, all right, well, I'm going to take something away from you to bring out something great in you. And maybe Marcus Smart was blocking them in some ways, and they just got to find out, hey, you're the leaders. I'm Jalen Brown. I'm about to give you a super max. Uh, Jason Tatum, you're uh, you are a first team all NBA guy. It's time for you to add something else. You know, you're, maybe your game has everything what it, uh, everything it needs, but now your leadership needs to step up a yeah. little bit. And so we'll see. First team all media. What up, Benny? Uh, Vincent Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports. 
Benny, give us the good word, if you will, not to your podcast. Give us the good word on this three-team trade. Really, the two teams that matter. Just side note on the Wizards. What? How come they don't know how to trade? Like, like they couldn't get one of the first-round picks. <laughs> they, they, they just like seconds. In, anyway, uh, what's your read on on this from both the Celtics and the Grizzlies side? Now, does this include the Jordan Poole trade that just went down where Jordan Poole is going to the Washington Wizards and Chris Paul is going to the Golden State Warriors? Do you include that? Did that just happen? Did that just yeah, happen? Just we've, wait, that had to happen. We've, we've been on the air. That just happened? No shit. Like, seconds ago. Yes, seconds ago. What's the trade? What's the trade? I, 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 love I believe... It. I believe it's I gotta keep tweet deck open. Chris Paul and number nineteen. Also, the, the Wizards. Goal, the, the Wizards get the nineteenth pick. I believe. I believe that's. I believe and Jordan Poole. Don't quote me on. Don't quote me on the pick being included, but it's Hold definitely on. Chris Hold Paul on. and Jordan Poole. Wow. Wow. So, all right. So, so I, Chris Paul's a warrior. Yeah. So let's talk about that is, these, these that trades. Is, uh, right? that, that is our friend Natalie's nightmare. Chris Paul joining the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so Michael uh, Michael Smith asked you to assess these trades. Well, we'll start with this one. Start with the latest one, then we'll come back to to Marcus Smart and, and the Celtics and all that, and, the, and the Grizzlies. How do you see this playing out for the Warriors? I'm going to break a rule and ask you another question, which is. What's the motivation for the Warriors to get Chris Paul? Because I, I, I struggle to see the fit there from the Warriors' perspective. There's going to be a curious fit considering the way that Golden State likes to play when they like to play in sort of controlled chaos and you have a player in Chris Paul who is the ultimate sort of guy who likes to play in control. And then you have Chris Paul and Draymond Green on the same team, theoretically, assuming they bring back Draymond Green. That means you're going to have the two of the most annoying defensive players, <laughs> and also that's one way to put you, it. <laughs> in other, in other words, guard your cups, okay? Yeah. Guard your cups. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that it signifies, you know, the Warriors getting off of Jordan Poole and that's looking at this one. season not, necess- not necessarily as an aberration, but looking at it and saying we can't necessarily go forward with this young guy in this locker room with these guys. I think there's going to be a lot of activity tonight headed into the draft, especially through the draft because of all the luxury tax implications that will go into effect on June 30th. So if you're going to go ahead and get over and make these big moves, you better do it now before the the, the penalties become a lot more punitive. But for Jordan Poole, it's a fresh start, it appears. You get to go to a rebuilding team you get to go he with it's not a lot of pressure. He gets a t- he gets he gets a team where a he don't have to worry about getting hit in the face, and b he yes. can go and be a twenty two year old, twenty three year old guy that most twenty three year old talented guys can be, and not have the pressure of playing championship perfect level basketball. He's already got his ring. He's already got his money. All he got to do now is go play, go ball. But it's so That's right. So, but we're pre- we're pretty sure. I'm trying to find updated terms. I haven't seen anybody tweet the specific terms that it's agreed to, but we're pretty sure it's pool and the 19th pick. 
to Washington. I've, so, heard, I've, a, I've heard the 19 pick. I'm not exactly sure it's the 19 pick. I know. Okay. It, I know it. Okay. I know for sure it's because if it's a because if it's a 19 pick, my apologies to the uh, the administration in Washington because that's that that's look, man. Jordan Poole, Sometimes, like you said, it's a fresh start. Jordan Poole's a talented player for a number of reasons. He could not. That was what I expected to happen in Golden State. That's what I expected Mike Dunleavy Jr. to do because number one, it was like there was just too much of a log jam there in terms of minutes, in terms of role, uh, in terms of shots, personality conflicts, which have been well documented. But also like Ooh, if they're going to if they're going to and Vinny, we just talked about this on my main man, Michael Smith the other day. If, if they're going to pay Draymond Green and they're going to pay Clay Thompson and they're going to keep this band together and ask them to take pay cuts, relatively speaking, while still trying to be mindful of all these penalties with the new CBA, something or somebody had to go. One got to go. And it made sense that it was Jordan Poole. Um, but if, if the Wizards got Poole and the 19th pick, man, that would be sick. But even just getting Poole for Chris Paul is a nice recovery from what looked like an awful trade, you know, for sending Bradley Beal to Phoenix and what they got from Phoenix. Well, you know what? I mean, hey, but, hey. but here's the, go ahead. Go ahead, Holly. No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Vinny. I, I, I was gonna say, look, it's clear what the Wizards are trying to do. Even with this, they're trying to tear this thing down to the studs. And yeah. the one thing the Wizards have never done throughout the entire history, like I, like I said before, the Wizards have not won fifty games since Off the Wall came out. And do y'all know how old Off the Wall is, right? Like they uh, they have not been a credible franchise for a long time. So if you're gonna do it, you're gonna rip the Band-Aid off. Why try to get equal value for Bradley Bill when you're trying to get off of his long money that you're on a deal that you maybe you shouldn't sign him to in the first place, and you're really right. trying to strip it all the way down? Remember, their second chief executive is Will Dawkins from the Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that specializes in we gonna tear this thing all the way down. So I'm not really surprised that they're doing it like this. And equal value is not necessarily in terms of if you want equal value, you better you better off keeping Bradley Bill. Because you're going to wind up being well, in the same place. You're trying to not no be such thing. as... Right. When you're trading a star right. and a star with a no-trade clause, you're not going to get equal value. I was, I was never suggesting that, Michael. I'll, I'll pass you out of you had a thought. I was just simply saying to Vinny the other day that if that's all they were going to get from Phoenix, and I know that Bradley Beal had the no-trade clause, so that complicated things, and he was in control, he was driving that bus, then you might as well just wait and see if, you know, what the landscape is to see if you can get better from a Miami or somebody else, depending on what happens with Dame, who we'll get to in a second. But I get your point, though, Vinny. It's like, hey, we're moving on. We're not paying him. Let somebody else pay him. Go be great somewhere else. We're turning it down to the studs. Michael, what you got? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple things. First of all, to get the quote right, Michael Smith, it is a man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father. Have I ever failed you? Okay, that's King Tushaka. Uh, that was going to bother Vinny, you the whole I'm, show. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I had to get that right. I had to get it right. The other thing is, Vinny, I think we know where Mike Dunleavy Jr. stands on this trade, on that whole two timelines that the Warriors had. They have traded a young guy for a much older guy. It used to be that old NBA saw was you never trade size for somebody who's smaller. That's changed a little bit. But you don't trade a guy who's in his early 20s for a guy in his late 30s unless you're trying to win right now. Draymond opted out. I think they're going to make a deal. Dunleavy Jr. said we need him. Yeah. So they go have they pick Draymond. If I, if I want to be a hater, a little sports radio hater, I say they pick Draymond over Jordan Poole. The guy who got punched is out. 
the puncher is back in. And a protected first Chris, round pick in 2030. And Chris and Paul. And a second rounder in 2027. Okay. Yeah, that, that was that so was, was really cool. You missed that, Mike. You, that oh, was I missed it. Okay, sorry. Okay. But I'm gonna sorry. tell you. Yeah, my bad. A, am I right? Yeah. Am I right, Vinny? Am I right? They're going for it right now. This is not like a long-term move. This is a short-term move. I mean, when since when is bringing in Chris Paul any type of long-term move? Like we yeah, we've seen it. his, you know what I mean. We his, I think it's not just Chris Paul, but it's also his money coming off the books. I think only maybe three million or something like that is guaranteed next season or some something along those lines. So you can get off of his money and be able to figure out what you're going to do with the pools and the Kamingas as they wind up coming up. But yes, you can't operate in the NBA. It's far too competitive to be straddling the fence. To be the phrase "is you ain't" or "is you is my baby." comes up is you ain't or is you is we contending like that's what that comes down to for golden state especially while steve kerr is still coaching this team and we know how he thinks about those young players he thinks those young players should still very much be in college right now when he always brings up their ages so yeah with denver looking the way that they're looking with the lakers loading up with boston making the moves that they're making you have to put all of your resources every single resource that you have going into this season, trying to win this season alone and figuring out the rest on the back end. The back end is going to hurt, period, y'all. You ain't going to be able to alleviate the pain because you got Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. That building ain't going to stay full because you got them two dudes and no Stephen Curry. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I do think Chris Paul has enough left to be enough of a key contributor uh, to a playoff run. I mean, he ain't, he ain't got to be the dude that they were asking him to be uh, even in Phoenix, not on this team. But before we move on to who's next to get dealt, want to go back to how we started the conversation when Michael and I were oblivious to the fact that that pool had been traded while we were in conversation. Uh, give us give us the good word on the uh, the smart trade to Memphis and Porzingis going to to Boston, real quick. I, I think we focused so much on the Boston end of it, but I, I think you two brought up an excellent point. You got Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr on the same team defensively like that amplifies your identity, especially while John Morant is serving his suspension. And there's a meme that comes to mind that uh, that that I bring up with with Marcus Smart. Remember that scene in Baby Boy with Ving Rames? Yes, I do. Young, yes, I do. From, from Tyrese. That might be Marcus <laughs> Smart in about three or four months over there trying to trying, trying to get <laughs> like, trying to get not saying a word. Right. Not, not wipe, wiping, the, wiping the fingerprints off. That's bonding for you right there. Let me just wipe these fingerprints off. We ain't got to say nothing and, about this. <laughs> and wiping the fingerprint and wiping the fingerprints off the phone so he don't broadcast it either. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. the bigger problem. But, but if you're the Celtics yeah. too, I don't know if that solves your problem because I felt like you had a point guard problem last year because Jalen Brown couldn't dribble. And now you're basically saying we're going to bring in another high priced player that needs someone to give him the ball along yeah. with not sending Jalen Brown to dribbling school. Like, I don't think any of this hey. matters if you don't send him to dribbling school. Hey, I, I tell you, point guard is either, is either Derek White. Derek White's got to elevate. See, like, you know, Benny, I think a lot of guys have to elevate into roles that either that's in them or they're going to have to figure it out. Look, it wasn't that long ago when Ime Udoka said, wait a minute, what you mean we need a point guard? And he elevated Marcus Smart, who had never had it. Marcus Smart had watched Isaiah Thomas do it. He watched Kyrie do it. He watched Kimba Walker do it. And Ime yeah. said, your turn, dog. And he had to do it. And so it's either Derek White or it is a 
uh, uh, going to Lords to recover Malcolm Brogdon from his injury, and Malcolm Brogdon's gonna have to be that guy. Who's the next yeah, guy to I, get traded? Or, oh, I'm sorry. You want one more word on that point? Okay, I was gonna move no, on no, to can, the rest of the league. I mean. I mean, you know, it's, it's draft day. There's a lot of smoke. Uh, we'll see where there's fire, whether it's around Dame, whether it's around Paul George, around Zion. Uh, you know, no no shortage of big names being rumored to be on the move. Uh, who do you see as the next? Love this uh, league. The, what's the next shooter drop? What's the next domino? Who's the next star to get moved? That's an excellent question because I would have said Jordan Poole, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, just because of yeah. everything, the way it, that it was planned. I'm not sure if a guy like Carl Anthony Towns is going to get moved, but you hear small things around. You hear very small things around. I'm not very sure. Look at the guys with big money, especially when you approach the luxury tax apron and teams have to swallow real hard about guys that they sign to big money and say, do I want to do this for the next four plus years? I don't think the Miami Heat are going to do anything drastic tonight. I don't think Portland is going to do anything drastic tonight. I don't know if Dame Little and we we talk about Damian Lillard every day about is this best for him? Is this best for the Portland Trailblazers? The, the phrase neither one of us wants to be the first that seems to come up. Maybe I don't think if Portland picks, you know, Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller that Dame Lillard is going to go immediately into the office and say, okay, trade me now. I don't think it's going to be that drastic that quick, but I do think that's going to be something to monitor. I tell you this, y'all. It's going to be a flurry of activity tonight. I would not be surprised if this is just the first of many moves of names that are going to be that are going to be shifted around as teams try to re reimagine themselves. But there's one name though that this day is about, and we'll 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 end this uh, this visit on this one. It's like there are certain checkpoints or watershed moments in NBA history, whether it's Patrick Ewan in a frozen envelope, whether it's, you know, LeBron's entry into the league, like draft night is always special, but it's especially special when a transcendent figure enters the league and Victor Wimbanyama is the, the latest and some would say potentially one of the greatest. And the thing that stands out to me about him, just the more I read about him, the more I listen to him, is we know the freakish talent. Like, I think my son would call him a build. I don't play 2K, but I think you would call that a build when you have a 7-3 guard with his types of skills, right? Um, but he's got he's got it up here. And we presume in here as well. We'll see when once he's tested in the league. But the dude seems special, both in terms of talent, intangibly and tangibly, he seems special. Like, he's almost a sure thing. And you hate to put that on a on a young player, but this is, this is can't, this is it. If there was ever a can't miss, it feels like this kid, Vinny. Is that what the league feels about him? Uh, yeah. And consider the last can't miss guy we had in the NBA coming into the draft is a guy who can't stay on the floor and stays on Twitter or rather his uh, concubines stay on Twitter. I don't think we have to necessarily worry about that. That's big, big. <laughs> okay. Like he Ooh. just, he just, he seems very comfortable in his skin. He seems very comfortable with the expectation. He seems very comfortable with his ability. He seems very comfortable with the stage of the NBA and coming over to the state. The only thing I worry about y'all is him becoming a robotic member of the San Antonio Spurs 
because that's what they seem to do to all the big men that they draft at number one. I don't think that he's cut in the same mold as Tim Duncan and David Robinson. I think he has an appetite to be larger than life while also doing it in the right way, as in making sure that I handle my business on the floor and making sure that my game is tight and then everything else will fall into place. I don't know if he's the biggest prospect of all time because LeBron had so much of the ESPN hype in his yeah. games with televised and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that was a different going across the pond. Yeah, going across the pond is a little different than being over here 20 years ago. But I'll tell you, there's very few people who have doubts about his ability and what he can do. Maybe it takes him a couple of years before he becomes a full version of himself. But let me tell yeah. you how it is. Y'all going to be trying to lay up while he's around? Hey, Michael, I'm going to tell you something. Michael, I'm going to tell you something. I think it's great for the league that he's in San Antonio. I know San Antonio's got, you know, boring and pop, but like, if he's already a can't-miss prospect, put him with the great, arguably the greatest coach of all time, you know, and somebody who you know knows how to mold superstars, and, and he'll be coached the right way. You hate to see young yeah. players go into shitty situations. He's not going into a right. shitty situation from an organizational standpoint. Might have been a right, bad right, team, right, right. intentionally a bad, bad team. team. But organizationally, yeah. right. he's going into a great set of circumstances. Michael well, let, Smith, let me ask conspiracy. You. Hold on, I need to ask Michael Smith something because I'm going to approach sure. him like a hostile witness in about five seconds. Michael Smith, are you saying that the draft or that the draft lottery was tilted in such a way that the San Antonio Spurs were <laughs> able to get the first pick? Are you suggesting that? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm the same person that that believed that that Chris Paul actually found out on the plane that he was getting traded in the first place, just to bring that oh, conversation bro, back. Oh, go, go. Oh, he's that. Oh, hey, that brother. I'm naive. That brother's I'm, promoting I'm the book. I'm he's in storytelling mode. He, we're in the same forget, space, Chris. But nice, you've been sitting nice on the thought for a while, Michael. You've been sitting on thought. I'm sorry, no, I, just, I, I jumped on you. Go ahead. I didn't know. That's all right, because it's just brief. I want to ask y'all. I heard a bar. Earlier today, I want y'all to uh, tell me if you agree with the bar or not. The bar was from that hip hop artist Gary Washburn, who we know and love. Washburn says that Kristaps Porzingis crawled so Victor Wimbenyama could walk. <laughs> do you think? Do you agree, Vinny? And do you agree, Michael Smith? You laugh. He was trying to give you a bar, not a, a comedic response. So, uh, what do you think? Because he's basically saying, "Look, <laughs> when, you know that." Pe yeah, they said this once about the unicorn too. Hey, look, you can laugh at it. Uh, but look, not like this. We, not like this. Not okay. like this. Right, I'm right. laughing because ahead, see, ahead, see, you put, but you put us in the bed. Like, look, man, Gary gets paid for one thing. Gary don't get paid to have his takes on Front Street and us picking. He ain't here to defend himself either. Okay. Like, no, both. no, hold on, no, no, no. Now let me disagree. What? Let me disagree with that. Because what? once I, I always felt this way, and, and Vinny, I don't know if you feel this way too. As a columnist, I have the thought, once I release it to the world, you do whatever the hell you want to do with it. I already <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, it, it's it's okay. it's there. I hey, I'm You're, not there to defend every take in the column. No. It's a column. Listen. You wrote in the column. I said you Vinny, agree. I said no, earlier. I, I, you ain't gotta Vinny, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta okay. turn it into a pinata. You agree to Vinny. Vinny, I said earlier that Chris S. Porzingis, when he was taken, I think, fourth by Phil Jackson, was a controversial pick at the time. So I, any comparison between the two as tall, versatile, skilled big men from Europe has to end with the fact that people were people, nobody was tanking for Chris S. Porzingis, unicorn or not, Vinny. I mean, 
for my man Gary, that's probably that is some light skin logic for you there. If you want to say Chris Stapps, nah, I'm Vegas, catching strays. That wasn't for you. If you want to say, if you want to say Chris Stapps, Porzingis could walk, so Victor Wimbenyama could be on a private jet. All right, cool. That's where I'll go. We ain't talking about walking and running. Ain't really a whole lot of comparison here. Like this guy is something. This guy is Rudy Gobert on one end with a jump shot. Like Rudy Gobert on one yeah. end with a Kevin Durant handle and a jump shot. That ain't got I nothing to do with Kristaps Porzingis, baby. I don't. Rec- I don't recall Kristaps Porzingis missing a three pointer and following that sucker and dunking it. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. you know, this this dude's different. This, this, this dude's different. Porzingis was was a unicorn. And he's gonna be good for Boston, but this dude about to be good for sports, not sports, because you know in the world they say sports. Uh, that transcendent figure is walking across the stage tonight. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll say this on the way out. It was su- it was such a good line that I remember that more than what King T'Chaka said to King T'Challa. So it's a good line, Gary Washburn. Good line. Hey, Vinny, enjoy the draft. Can't wait to see what else you write from tonight. Man, Vinny <laughs> came on just informing us. We got to be on our game. Man, breaking news. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm not even a rookie yet. I don't know how it works over there in the NBA. Uh, I want to learn how it works, and I want to learn how to, how to win as quick as possible because, yeah, I got no time to lose. And, but for now, I don't know anything. Yeah. You want to be rookie of the year? Of course. Yeah, you think you will be? Yeah. I think he'll be everything he wants to be, Kurt Healing. Great shirt. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that trade in a second. Uh, I think he'll be everything he wants to be and then some. Uh, he strikes me as a guy, again, the more I watch him and listen to him and read about him that, you yeah. know, has it between the ears. As much talent as he has, he's also got uh, the maturity and the drive and the focus to meet these expectations. But before we get into the draft and, and, this, and what a big night in NBA history this will, this will be when we look back on the night that Victor Wembanyama walked across the stage, first we want to talk about uh, Chris Paul uh, joining the Warriors, which is like talk about a full circle moment. Chris Paul and the Warriors. <laughs> I never, I never, I never thought that would happen. Even, yeah. in, even in this day and age in the NBA. But uh, what are your thoughts on that trade, which just happened? You know, within the last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, if you told us during the Houston Rockets Chris Paul era that this was coming, can you imagine? Yeah, right. Uh, I, it's hey, it's just a sign, another sign that they are for one more year at least all in right like 
I don't know, especially with the new CBA, how long they can sustain this, but they're going to bring back Draymond at whatever number. They've got Steph. They've got – they bring back everybody. And, look, I, we talked about this. I don't think you can have Draymond and Poole on the same team anymore. Like, that, that chemistry experiment failed last year. So you let him go. Let him go to Washington for – by the way, Washington gets their first first – out of they traded Beal, didn't get a first. Traded Porzingis, didn't get a first. But you know, right? Flipping Chris Paul, who Paul for Pool, they get a first out of the deal. Twenty thirty, but twenty thirty first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a protected so, one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, protected one, like a way out. So, yeah. um, that's it. I, I, I get it. I, I think they're all in, and it just kind of leaves them with the man. If they can just get this rickety bucket, like. <laughs> to the start of the playoffs healthy, they're dangerous. They've just got to get it there. I, I I mean, I'm just really struggling with this, man. I'm struggling with this trade. I'm just thinking about, and of course, of Who's course, of uh, you know, they got to play the game. Well, a couple of parts of it. Yeah. Because I see defensively, I'll, I'll start with the positive. They get better defensively. Chris Paul, still, um, despite what Pat Bev says, uh, he's a good defender. He's known as a good defender. So, uh, maybe not at the all-league level that he was at before, but yeah. he still knows what he's doing, uh, possession no, to possession. Savvy, yeah. But he plays. He he hoards the basketball. Even in Phoenix, in their championship season, when they went to the championship, they were faster without him playing. So they a team that plays fast adds Chris Paul, a team that is going to bring back Draymond Green, who likes to hold the ball too, it's going to have Draymond and Chris Paul. I, I really struggle to see the fit here, Kurt. Help me out, man. I, it's great for it's great for this show. I don't know if it's great for the court. Yeah, it is going to be an interesting fit because you're right. Chris Paul teams play really slow. And one of the great problems with the Warriors is good defense. Then they ran off that, ran to the three-point line. And in the switching and you just you ended up with mismatches. They ended up getting good looks either at the arc or driving because play can close out and drive. And obviously Steph and everybody else could put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. And it just caused problems in the confusion of the matchups. You're not going to get that if Chris Paul has his way or not nearly as much. He is going to want to walk the thing up, pound the ball for 10 seconds, survey the situation and then make the play. And so they're going to have to get him moving. I will add, you know who I think their MVP has to be next season? The training staff. It's it's all about the training staff of that team. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Um, so it's already been a fun lead up to the NBA draft. I'm a little exhausted mm. trying to get Damian Lillard up out of Portland. I think we all want him out of Portland more than he wants to be out of Portland, at least right now. But whether it's Lillard, uh, you know, whether it's Lillard, whether it's uh, Paul George, Zion, like a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation. Um, potentially a lot of discussions going on. That's only a matter of time before we know about it. What's real? What's fake? What do you believe might happen tonight or, or between the draft and the start of free agency? What's the next shoe to drop? It, yeah, it's, despite putting out a mock draft yesterday that had, because that's what I'd heard running up to this, that Brandon Miller was going to go second. I've always thought Scoot could go second because I still think he's the better player. Like, just, I think he's the higher upside guy. And suddenly stuff comes out today like, hey, they're really thinking about Scoot. So if Scoot goes at number two, Portland's host, right? Like, I don't think anybody's trading anything of significance to get Brandon Miller. They might for Scoot. There might be somebody like the Clippers. I don't, 
I've heard that the I've heard that that it's actually Portland who's a little hesitant to take on that much Paul George salary with availability questions. But like, yeah, I, if, if and suddenly if it goes to three and goes to four, like we're talking about all these trades, and I'm beginning to wonder like. Is this thing going to like follow form for the first five picks, and and we're going to be like debating Cam Whitmore's spot, and it's it's not going to have some of the dynamic trades we hoped because all this kind of stuff is happening off there. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. I because I want to see I want to see I want to see Portland make a bold move one way or another. I want to see and Charlotte. I, yeah, Scoot and Lamelo is interesting together, but I'd be curious to see. I I would love to see him with Zion, even though. I wouldn't make that trade either. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, would you? Yeah, would you guys? Would you guys trade for Zion? Would you give up the number two for Zion? Would I trade for Zion? No, I would not. I would not trade for Zion Williamson. And you want to talk about things and you never imagined? Like if, if you'd have told Chris Paul, Houston Rockets, that he'd be on the Warriors, we wouldn't believe him. If you'd have told me that, you know, in 2023, John Moran will be suspended for 25 games, and Zion Williamson will be making more noise on Twitter than he does on the court. I'd have never believed you. So, no, he's just not available enough. I don't care how talented he is. Yeah, he's not yeah, available but enough. You know what? I would say this, though. I'd say this. I- I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry uh, uh, to come at your hometown when it comes to basketball. <laughs> I, you know, training but, staff but really, shot? I, I, it's not the training camp. It's not the training staff. I think it's, okay. it's the city. It's the city. Certain guys act out in a way in New Orleans. Look. Uh, Anthony Davis, we saw at the end when he was wearing I that. The, that I played the fifth pig, on that. <laughs> wearing that, and Anthony Davis wearing that Porky Pig T-shirt, like, hey, you yeah. know, hey, this is just what my, you know, I'm out. And and, and yeah. then he said, well, that's just what my stylist put out. Anthony Davis yeah. shut it down there. Didn't want to be there. He shut it down. Zion Williamson, that was a hamstring, dog. It's a hamstring. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, he just he's acting out in New Orleans. So it's a change of scenery. Would I trade him if I'm if I'm somewhere else, another team? Charlotte, he gives you a, a, a French another franchise player. You got Lamelo Ball and you got Zion. I do it. Yep, because he's a, that's he'd be all box he needs. office. He's not. He will be. He will he's be not damaged goods. He, no, he'll yep. be box I, office, I, and he's certainly and he's certainly more proven. Go ahead, Kurt. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say Zion and Lamelo next to each other win social. I don't. I don't know if they yes. win that many games on the court, but damn, they win the social. That's it. If if they're on the court together, and we wish they, yeah. that's, that's you know we, we 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 wish those brothers well in terms of their health. Kurt, enjoy the draft, brother. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, again, great shirt. Um, is that is that a is that a sign that you approve of, of Maka Smart to Memphis and and and, and, the, and the defensive lineup they throw hey. out there with Smart and Jaron Jackson? Don't you think that he might be the personality they need in Memphis? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it could work. I although, think it could work. I mean, but between him and Stephen fit. Adams, nobody should run amok. Oh wait a minute, no. wait a minute. He would fit. He would fit on the grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies. He would fit right there. He would fit yeah, with Sharif Abdul Rahim. Shout out Sharif. Come on, man. That was that was the squad right one. there. The Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh. That's Steve Francis's original team, right? Didn't he? Didn't yes, they right. Am I wrong? Yeah. Stevie Franchise, you're right. Have you 
ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And I can say working out in front of Michael Jordan, I think I think all people would think I would be pressured because, you know, of course he's Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan was never the guy I grew up watching. Um, I kind of grew up watching Paul George, so I think Michael Jordan was just a regular guy to me in the gym watching me work out. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely cool meeting him. Uh, he definitely sounds like how he sounds on TV, <laughs> always trash talking. So I just really had a, a fun time with him. But you also mentioned within that that he's just like he is on TV. He's talking trash. So that... What did he say to you? Uh, he, he told me I was just a shooter, <laughs> just shooting threes. Uh, so I mean, it's nothing with him. I, I know I, I know my my talents and my abilities. Uh, you can't really let Jordan get in your head, you know. It, it might make him feel good and make you feel bad. So uh, kind of talk some trash back to him. I witnessed him airball the free throw too. So wait, so J- Jordan airballed the yeah, free throw? I always have that. I always have that up against him. How did he, was he having a, a free throw shot? How did that happen? Was he having a contest with him? just old. It's him just being old. Ooh. Just being old. You, just being old. you better hope he sells the team or you might uh, be on the bench there. Lace him up. <laughs> Lace him up. Uh, Jeff Goodman from Stadium is here. Be sure to check out the Stadium NBA Draft Special tonight at 730. Um, Michael Jordan might be an old bear, but he's still a bear. And Jeff, you know, regardless of Jordan's uh, status as an outgoing majority or owner of the Charlotte Hornets, I'm seriously questioning Brandon Miller's basketball IQ at this point between that commentary and Paul George being his go basketball player. And lo and behold, maybe I'm not alone because maybe the Hornets are as well because word around the campfire is now they're leaning more Scoot Henderson at two. I'm only half joking. <laughs> but what are you, no, but no, what no, are you hearing? <laughs> You're, oh, am I you're, okay? You're kind of right on this. You are half joking, but from what I've heard from around the league, Brandon Miller's personality and, and kind of his just being a little bit different hasn't helped him here. I'll give you a story, guys. I sat down with him for about an hour back in November before he started to blow up. And um, he told me he comes from the same AU program as Jason Tatum, St. Louis Eagles. And he told me a couple of years ago, uh, first time he met Jason Tatum, he had no idea who he was. And I looked at him. I'm like, come on, man. Like, no way. Like, this was like two, maybe three years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea. 
And I'm just like, I don't know. Just some stuff doesn't add up with Brandon Miller off the court. I really like him on the court, to be honest, because he actually reminds me a little bit of Jason Tatum at the same stage, that multidimensional, versatile wing. Uh, that's what the league is all about right now, where, let's face it, if you're a point guard and you can't shoot, which is Scoot Henderson right now, no matter how athletic, no matter how big, strong, your gear, whatever it is. Okay. Generally, they want those versatile wings. But you may be right, Michael. Like, I think this might have cost him going, not this incident in particular, overall, everything with Brandon Miller and kind of right. how he is off the court. So you, well, you, when you combine, when you yeah, combine yeah. The, uh, the, the, tragic, the tragic shooting incident and his connection with that, uh, and and now because it's like look man okay we're old you're young it just comes off as a yeah it comes off as ignorance and indifference I mean like you know okay Paul George like okay of all the contemporary play, Paul George is your goat like it just it just felt yeah. weird but I and I and listen if he's a, it doesn't mean he's a bad kid doesn't mean he won't be a great player it just rubbed me the wrong way as a fan but that's fascinating Michael to hear that, that he might be rubbing people the wrong way in front offices. Hey, man, you quoted Pulp Fiction with the word around the campfire. I'm going to say uh, Brandon Miller should have effing known better. Okay, <laughs> effing known better. Keep your mind, just keep your mouth right. shut. Keep right. your mouth Kiss shut. Kiss up you to the balls. Nonsense. Kiss up to the balls. Listen, stop. Stop. Stop, dude. Stop. Yeah. I, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. I really am. I really am. He should not yeah. go number two over. He, I don't know. He should try. I said yesterday he should fall out of the lottery. Anyway. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. You watch YouTube with Michael Jordan? Like, anyway, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Tell me um, some of these props because I love draft. I'm gonna watch draft night. I love draft night. The whole thing. I just love the the pageantry of it and the and the outfits and the commentary and the trades. Who's somebody right there in the middle, number 13, 14, 15, that you're looking at and saying, man, this dude is next really Bam good. Adebayo. People aren't talking about him. Who who is that guy? Oh, the next Bam and the next Giannis who was at 13 yeah. as well, yeah. I believe. Or, or yeah, 15. I mean, to me, there's a guy that's dropped down. Actually, he played AU with Brandon Miller, and I remember seeing him a couple of years ago in AU and thinking, like, he is the prototypical scoring two guard, and that's Nick Smith Jr. Came in this year with a huge rep. One of the top guys was supposed to be a top five pick. Was never healthy all year. Had a knee injury. Actually left the team, went to California, rehabbed. Arkansas never thought he was going to come back. He did. Didn't play well. But at least he came back rather than protecting his draft stock. Well, his draft stock has fallen. He's probably going to go in that 15, maybe even the 20 range. And I just feel like nobody has seen the real Nick Smith, the scoring Nick Smith. Again, 6'5", can really get to the basket, great mid-range game, streaky shooter. But again, if he works at it, he'll be able to make shots. Kind of Mark uh, Malik Monk is more uh, athletic but kind of in that mold a little bit of just a, a flat-out score, wired to score. Interesting. Uh, my favorite story going into the draft, well, actually my second favorite story. I'll get to my favorite in a second. But my second favorite story is the Thompson Twins. Uh, what's the scouting report on them in terms of uh, how impactful they can both be at the next level? So here's the deal with them. Obviously, you guys know they went to overtime elite because they can get paid a ton of money down there in Georgia. Yep. Great training facility. Um, they were the first ones that, that are going to be drafted here. Twins, 6'7", super, super athletic. Uh, Amen is more of the point guard. 
Uh, Asar is more of the wing. They're both great, great defenders, high character, unbelievable kids, all that. What they don't do well is shoot the basketball. Again, if you look mm -hmm. at it in that range from like three to eight, there's a lot of dudes right now that don't shoot it well. The Thompsons, mm. Scoop, Anthony Black. What worries me about these kids is they're always in the gym. Dave Lado, who coached them, said they go in the gym four times a day. You can't keep them out of the gym. Well, two years, always in the gym, not really any academics to worry about, and the shot hasn't gotten much better. That scares mm. the hell out of me. Just does. My, my, uh, my yeah, favorite I, story. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead oh, no, I, I, I was going to pivot. Ask. I want to hear I your favorite gonna... story. No, no. We well, want to hear well, your favorite story. Oh, we well, like my, well but, it's, but, it's, but I'm sorry. It's going to disappoint you because it's the obvious. It's the obvious. And I just want to know your thoughts because, I mean, this is a watershed moment in NBA history. This is a, a something like, you know, look, Frozen Isle, I mentioned earlier, the Frozen envelope with Patrick Ewing or, you know, Tim Duncan and, and, the, and the Celtics losing the lottery and Duncan going to the Spurs or LeBron coming into the league and going to Cleveland. It's like a generational prospect, a can't-miss prospect, is about to enter the NBA. And so we think he can, you know, be a very a very good, if not great, or all-time great player um, right off the bat, even. I, I guess I'll ask it to you like this, Jeff. What does Victor Wembanyama's uh, entry into the NBA do for the game and for the sport, especially coming off of what former second-round pick Nikola Jokic is doing for the game from a global level and continues to do. Like, what does Victor Wembanyama do for the game, not just for the Spurs, but for the game? Well, I think, again, we use that term unicorn loosely, mm. right? Like, just kind of throw it around now. This kid is the ultimate unicorn. Because, again, what he does is 7-4 and being able to run the court, his, his fluidity, his ability to shoot the ball from deep, put it on the on the floor, uh, his handle's ridiculous. You know, I, I just hope he makes San Antonio relevant. I hope we're not – they better surround him with something because they're terrible. I mean, they don't have a lot around him right now, so we'll watch him for Victor. But, again, what LeBron did quickly, right? He lived yep. up to the yep. hype which is insane. And he made Cleveland relevant so quickly with a very, yeah. very mediocre group. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Jeff, you, you mentioned the unicorn. Obviously, uh, the unicorn is going to be in Boston. Marcus Smart is out. I told Michael earlier that he's a polarizing guy, Smart. Uh, where do you stand on this trade, and where did you stand, or do you stand on Smart? All right, so I heard you guys um, – as I was jumping on, and I love the fact that Marcus Smart will be there for Ja and hopefully hold him accountable. What I don't like is a backcourt with Ja and Marcus Smart, two non-shooting guards. That I don't like. I, I love the culture part of it. I don't like the fit on the court part of it, if that makes sense. Um, for Boston, Brad did a hell of a job. Listen, they moved up 10 spots in the draft right now, which I think will be helpful. They got another pick that who knows, you know, all it takes is one Steph injury and that Golden State pick could be worth something real next year. And you got Porzingis for Smart, which I probably would have taken straight up because, frankly, you know, Marcus Smart, three years, 60 million. You, you just can't, to me, design an offense that's based all around three-pointers and have two guys out there, Robert Williams three and three Marcus Smart, who yeah. can't shoot the ball. Period. And this guy can do it. And imagine the wide open shots this unicorn gonna be taking. Stadium NBA draft special, 730. 
Jeff Goodman and company dropping the knowledge. Brother man, appreciate you. It is an annual tradition. We got to get you on more offers, Jeff. Like, you know, I feel like it's only the draft. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tonight should be fun. Tomorrow's show should be fun as usual. It is Ladies First Friday. And then next week... We're going to take a little break here, our brother from another. So if you're listening or watching and you're, and you're checking for us next week, don't be alarmed. Didn't get canceled. Nobody got suspended. We're just taking a little breather. Still going to be feeding you in these social streets, and we'll see you week after next. But check out Ladies First Friday right. tomorrow and enjoy the draft. Thank you all. All right, Mike. Talk Love to you, you, brother. Enjoy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.